gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror, and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set ye down your iPad and hair straighteners and lift a horn of mead instead to your storytellers, who shall now reveal themselves to you. We're getting naked. You said, let's do a podcast about history with jokes and sword fights. You said nothing about getting naked. I'm game. I'm already naked. I was just doing us a big opening. Terrible way to start the series. No thanks. Stop that. I meant an epic opening to say that this show will be all about the great tales of history. And we were misunderstanding you. That's a bit silly. Exactly. For this is The Silly History Boys Show. What manner of show is The Silly History Boys Show? Tis a show that tells the stories of the past. With a smile. A wink. Oh, and perchance a bit of silliness. Yes! Well, that sounds great. For you see, listener, in a time now long past, we silly boys here would tour the great historic places of the United Kingdom, performing silly shows about the past to the delight of all. Of some. Of some. Then we had to stop. But now nothing can stop us. For all of our silly adventures, old and new, shall be upon the internutes forevermore. To keep everyone with a love for history and a sense of humour entertained. Because these days, there's a lot of real history going on. And you really need a sense of humour sometimes. Now you know who we were, we must tell you who we are. I am your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. History fudger, fact baiter and yarn ripper. I am the charming erudite Uncle Bilbo. All the mums like me. But I have a dark side. For I am from Yorkshire. Greetings, travellers. I am the enigmatic armchair history waffler, dad joke bertha and toffee hammer wielding amateur neuroscientist, known only as the Pear Bear. And I am Tombo, coming at you live from my shed. The shed I used to hide from my infant son. A son born during the first lockdown. Yep, me and Mrs. Tombo had finished all the jigsaws, so, you know. Together, the four of us are... The Silly History Boys! Right, let's get silly. Our first tale comes from the far-frozen north. From a people famed through history as great warriors. As great storytellers. And great travellers. The Vikings. More accurately, the peoples of Scandinavia from the 7th to the 10th century, or Norsemen. Thank you, Pear Bear. You know how I love to be corrected. You're welcome, Uncle Bob-Bob. The word Viking, some have said, is the verb to raid, to go a Viking. A Viking is also said to describe a Norse person who leaves their home for profit and adventure. When we think of the Vikings... Norse! We... All right. When we think of the Norse... We think of horny helmets, dragon boats, pillage. But what gets forgotten is that the Norse Vikings were some of history's greatest travellers. From the very northernmost bit of Europe, the Norse sailors travelled thousands of miles without compasses, without outboard motors and without duty free. Oh, travel. Oh, I do like to get away once a year. Me and Mrs Tombo like to hire one of those houseboats for a nice quiet getaway. An iron napper! But then you had a kid, Tombo! 
Oh, yeah. Oh, what have I done? Well, if it's a boat trip, you fancy Tombo, then there's no travel agent better than a 7th century Viking travel agent. Grab your toothbrushes and suspend your disbelief. Hello and welcome to Viking Cruises. No, not that one. The one in the 7th century. Viking Cruises, no, not that one, delivers the most exotic locations in all of the Dark Ages. Hello! Four tickets, please. Where are you going? Iron Appa, please. I'll bring the pram. They do let prams into super clubs, don't they? Eh, no harm in asking. We have four exciting destinations. North, South, East or West. Um, those seem more like just directions with viking cruises no not that one all destinations are subject to hardship terror death and uncertainty like thomas cook would you like to speak to a rep did someone say rep i did then play the music holy moly what a gentleman he'd let this guy dance on the podium at black and white arms like anchor cables chest like a bridge hair like spun gold yes tis i the big man, the greatest Viking voyager of all time, Leif Erikson. Who? What do you mean, who? I'm Leif Erikson. Did you invent the mobile phone? I'm the greatest Viking explorer of all time. No one has sailed further west than I. Apart from Columbus. I don't know who that is. He discovered America. I don't know what that is. Uh, basically, Mr. Erickson, Columbus is the greatest explorer of all time. He was the first European to discover the great western continents, what we now call the Americas. Right. Get in the boat. But we were doing this whole Viking travel agent bit. <gasps> oh, no. I said, get in the boat. Okay, you've got a sword. We'll get on the boat then. I am the greatest voyaging Viking of all time. Now row. I can't row! Well, I don't I even know how to! Do I push? Do I pull? I'm the only guy who works out in the world that skips arm day. Air Bear's lock. Location unknown. Course unknown. Condition frightened. It has been some weeks since Uncle Bob Bob offended a seven foot Viking holiday rep. Don't row, you daisies. Maple! <laughs> row, you daisies! Stop emasculating us! and threw us into a terrifying voyage across the Dark Age Atlantic Ocean. I only said Columbus. Who's Columbo? Never mind. Row! Our captain slash kidnapper, Leif Erikson, is determined to prove to us that he, in fact, discovered the Americas long before Columbus did by recreating his thousand-mile voyage with us poor silly history boys in tow. And by tow... I mean row! So much rowing! Oh. Mr. Erickson, how long is this journey? Hard to say, my squishy friend. I think it were three weeks. But last time, were a bit hectic. Hectic? Mr. Erickson, how did you actually find the place we know as North America? Well, to be an explorer, you've got to be flexible. Yoga. I don't know what that is. I mean, don't lumber yourself with an itinerary. I was sailing to Greenland and I ended up, well... You got lost, didn't you? No. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, I did. 
so you don't know how to get there. Of course I know how to get there, I just don't know the way. That's the same thing! No, it isn't. There are a myriad of ways to navigate. First you check for landmarks, you know. We're in the middle of the ocean? Well, normally I'd keep land well inside to tell where I was. In the middle of the ocean? Well, it's a good job the sun's going down, isn't it? Is it? Yes. All Viking voyagers can tell their position by where the sun rises and sets. And oh, there you are. Down it goes, right on time. So where are we? Dunno. Great. Hang on. The stars will be out in a bit. You can always find the direction you need to go by the position of the stars. Bit cloudy, isn't it? Well, yeah, a bit. But that doesn't matter, because we can judge our position by the behaviour of animals we encounter. We Vikings call the high seas the whale way. Ooh, whales? Oh, look, I can see whales! Well, lovely. We'll have a slap-up tea on Chippy Lane and then head off to Cardiff's premier nightclub, Tiger Tiger. Oh, there you are. A sighting of a whale tells us we're in the middle of the ocean. We already knew that! Right, of course. Um, okay, we can also keep an eye out for seagulls, which, of course, only fly close to land. I haven't seen a shag in months, or any other seabird for that matter. None of this seems to be helping very much, Mr. Erickson. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we just wait for what happened last time. What was that? Basically, a massive storm blew us there by accident. What? Oh, hold on to something! Mountains! Pine forest! But no tea and coffee making facilities. It's North America. Roar for it, lads. I told you we'd make it. We'll be chewing poutine and watching ice hockey in no time. And here we are. I don't know anything about this poutine. Easy now. Of which you speak. In fact, my main memory of this new Foundland was this. Grapes! Beach grapes. Yes. The new country we found was rich in grapes and vines. So that is why I named the place Vinland. Now, lads, you know what grapes make? Femto! I mean, of course, wine. It's wine o'clock, girls. You, uh, got any Viking vino, Leaf? <laughs> Shall we be naughty? Break out a bottle. Yes, please. Oh, go on then, we'll be awful. Wine is an incredibly sought-after drink of status amongst the Norse peoples. But we have made a deadly voyage to a dangerous and hostile land. So we deserve it. Did you say hostile? 
Yeah, the people who live here are incredibly hostile. Oh. Yeah, the Skrillingi, or Native Americans, as one should say. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the Skrillingi haters. It all started out all, ooh, and ah, and friends forever, and a bit of trade. But finished up with arrows. Screaming. Oh. Is that them? Who? Those sinister-looking people watching us? And drawing bows? Oh, no, not again. This is kind of why I left, actually. Oh, hello, back so soon. Did you have a nice time? If you count three weeks in an open boat in the middle of a freezing Atlantic with storms and seasickness, being shot by arrows before we even finished our wine, then if you count all that as a good time, yes. Yes, we had a lovely time. It wasn't exactly super restful. So, uh, what else have you got, Viking travel agent? Okay, so you've been west? Yes. yes. And you didn't like it? No. no. Well, logically, the opposite of west is east. Of course. Oh, actually, oh, yeah, yes, that makes course, sense. If, that. if you flip it, then it's going to be completely opposite. Sunshine and unicorns. So who's the rep for the east? I'm so glad that you asked. Honey, I'm home. Sorry about that. Couldn't find the door, so I took a shortcut. You seem exciting, axe-wielding gentleman. You don't know the half of it, mate. I'm Harold Sigurdsson, though you will know me better as Harold Hardrada. I was King of Norway and a notorious adventurer. And this is my wife, Siggy. Isn't she lovely? Um, she's an axe? Correction! She's my favourite axe! We go everywhere together. Look at her! Such sleek lines! There's a tail in every knock and dent, you know. This one, that's from a Turk's head. And this one, that's from a Greek chap's shin! Ho oh, ho! You're the best, Siggy. He's gonna get splinters. Um, have you been out east before, Harry? And Siggy? Oh, the East! Only place to travel. Nice weather, fabulous wealth to be had, and some lovely fighting. I made a fortune out yonder, and then came back and spent the money on making myself king! Wow! I was king of England and Denmark! Wow! Nearly! Nearly king? That's not that impressive. Oh, yeah? What are you king of, then? Uh, the hearts of a dozen mums, so, you know, king of mumsnet. Are there any super clubs out east in the ninth century? I think the best way to explain a trip out east is to tell you my entire life story. Oh, God. My tale gets going in 1030. 10.30, early start. My brother Olaf was king of Norway, at least until he wasn't, because that foul dog, Canute the Greater, took the throne from him. At the age of 15, I joined Olaf in battle against Canute, attempting to take my brother's throne back. Harold. Brother! What say we get our throne back from the utter Canute what stolen it? Let's do it. Oi, Canute! Yes? Give my brother his throne back! Absolutely not. 
Oh, go on. Oh, please. No, I'm using it to warm my bum bum. Then prepare to die. Ow! for you. Well, that didn't go to plan at all. No. Defeated, but still young, dumb, and full of enthusiasm, I was forced into exile and journeyed east with my super friends. About 500 heavily armed chums, in fact. And we made friends with the Kievan Rus. That's your oldie-timey Ukrainian Russians to you lot. We joined the army of Grand Prince Yaroslav the Wise. Hello! A man who would not only promote me to a captain in his army, but would also become my lifelong chum. Hi, Harry had me old chum pal Buddy Amigo, mate. Come and join me in my palace. I've got the entire box set of friends on VHS. Fancy a marathon sesh! My favourite episode is the first one post the marriage of Courtney Cox and David Arquette, where the entire cast and production staff list their names as normal, but followed by the hilarious moniker, if you'll pardon the pun, Cox Arquette. I love it so much that I've had the image of the credits made into matching pyjamas where we can wear them long into the afternoon. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, maybe next time then. I crayon. Yaroslav the Wise, there. Anyway, in 1034, I moved to Miklagard, the Great City, also known as Constantinople, or, to you silly boys, Istanbul. There, I joined the Byzantine Emperor's elite Varangian Guard, and before it was 1035, I was made Commander of the Guard. That was quick. I know, but then I was really brilliant. My sister had a Varangian guard once whilst playing cricket. Is that the same thing? No. We guarded the Emperor with our lives. We were the elite of the elite. The best bodyguards money could buy. And what happened to the Emperor? Romanos III. Hello, everybody. I'm Holy Roman Emperor Romanos III. He died. But it was okay, because the new emperor, Michael IV, retained my services and gave me a huge amount of treasure to boot. Hello, everyone. My name's Holy Roman Emperor Michael IV. Harald, I would like to retain your services and give you this huge amount of treasure to boot. Hey, thanks. And what happened to Emperor Michael IV? He died. Ah. But not before sending me all around the world. I went all over the East, sampling local culture with my axe. I went to the Mediterranean Sea. Kalimara! <laughs> Asia Minor. Kunaidan! <laughs> Sicily. Kaobel. The Holy Land. Shalom. Hang on, back up a bit, Harry. You, the commander of the elite Varangian Guard, the sole existence of which was to guard the life of the Holy Roman Emperor, and you were in charge through the death of two of them. What's your point? Well, clearly you weren't very good at it. What is wrong with you? Why would you correct a man with a big axe? Uh, he's gone very still. Was that Siggy? 
tell them what a great military commander I was, but I'd much rather dismember them. Uh, what? Tell them how I took that city despite being dead? What was that? Oh, yes, doubting Bilbo. I captured a city despite the minor inconvenience of being dead. You see, we were laying siege to a city and it was taking ages. It happened something like this. In the name of the Holy Roman Emperor, I demand you open your gates. Go away. Is that Arrow Sigurdsson again? It is. Third time this week. You don't want to mess with the boss. He's really cunning. We cannot. Our walls are impregnable. Even you, the famous Harold Sigurdsson, can't break through them. You'd better let us in, or I'm gonna... Oh no! I've suddenly fallen ill and died! Now look what you've done. Harold is dead. Good! Can we bury him in your church, please? Absolutely not. Uh, wait, wait, wait. This, this could work, actually. I mean, he's totally super famous, so loads of people will visit our fine city to see his grave. Our tourist numbers will go through the roof. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we could skewer them with some sort of monthly membership fee. Step into Byzantium story. It's a surefire winner. Exactly. <clears throat> Give me some... <clears throat> Vikings? Yes. Actually, yes, you can. Very good. Please open your gates for Harold's funeral procession. Right, you are. Such a tragedy. He died too soon. He died right on time, if you ask us. Oh, it's a crying shame. Put the popcorn stands there, there and there. Have we seen the second draft of the guidebook yet? Well, hold off on it, yeah? Hold off on it. <clears throat> but at least you know he'll be put to rest in a place of great peace and respect. Peace and respect this! Kill him all! <laughs> <laughs> oh, numbers. This is going to affect all And that's how I took a city despite being dead. I'm a genius. You keep banging on about being a king. And yet so far you've failed to make your brother a king. You've been protecting two emperors when they died. Make with the kinging. You're on one today, Uncle Bilbo. I will axe you where you stand, you son of a thrall. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What What was that, Ziggy? I, I don't like it when he talks to that axe. Siggy says I must continue talking at you instead. Uh, all right, fine. Anyway, after the death of Michael IV, along came Michael V. This would be the third emperor I have had the honour to protect with my life. Hello, everybody. My name is Holy Roman Emperor Michael V. And what happened to him? He died. 
<coughs> what? Another one? Well, the thing is, every time an emperor died, me and the lads would raid the treasury in a delightful move that I like to call Palutisthurf. That's not a real word I should know. I'm very clever. It means palace plunder. The boys and I would steal everything we could in the post-Emperor death confusion and then send it to my old chum, Grand Prince Yaroslav the Wise, who kept it all safe for me until I could come and get it. That is just... wow. In 1042, the new Empress, Zoe, decided that she didn't need my protection. I'm not surprised. Hello everyone, I'm Holy Roman Emperor, Zoe I. Harold Hadrada, you are a liar, and a brute, and a thief. Oh, thank you so much. No, these are bad things. Oh. Guards, arrest this beast and toss him into our most easily escapable dungeon. Yes, your Empressness. What are the charges? He stands accused of stealing loads of stuff from our Imperial Treasury. Nonsense! I've never done anything of the sort! You've literally just told us about Pollutus Far. Oh yes, I did, didn't I? Fiddlesticks. Right then, off to the dungeons with you! Hey! Get your hands off me! You'll never escape. Or my name isn't Gardy McGardison. Won't I? <gasps> What's that? Look over there! What? What am I looking at? Shwa! in my dungeon. Ha <laughs> The old kick in the spuds escape plan. I'm a genius. Now, after I escaped from the prison, I went back to Yaroslav. Ed Dizzle, you back. What say we settle down and get a big tub of ice cream or Vaseline and eat it and watch the director's commentary of 10 things I hate about you. No time, Yaroslav, and also, God, no. Aww. So I grabbed all the stuff that I'd stolen from the Imperial Palace and decided it was time to head back to Norway. Then, seeing as I was going to Norway, I decided I might as well make myself king. You just decided, did you? Just like that? Yep. Now, by this point, I was offensively wealthy. From all the stuff you'd stolen from the emperors you'd been protecting when they died. Exactly! The only problem was Norway already had a king, Magnus. Fortunately, he wasn't in the mood for a big war, so he decided that we could co-rule the kingdom. So it all worked out without any bloodshed. Cracking, that is great. What happened to Magnus? Hello, everyone. My name is King Magnus of Norway. Well, co-king now, I suppose. He died. What a Sad. But it did mean that I was now king of Norway. Hooray for me! My rule was firm but fair. It earned me the nickname Hardrata, which means ruthless or hard ruler. After I became king of Norway, I decided that being king of Denmark would also be pretty good. Unfortunately, that didn't go very well, so I decided against it in the end. Uh, next, I decided to be King of Britain, so sailed over there with 300 ships in 1066. Oh yes, the history year. Of course, yes. The year in which 99% of all historical events took place. Battle of Hastings. Moon landing. England win the World Cup. The campaign for Britain started well. We crushed the Saxons at Fulford Gate, rode into the city of Jorvik, nicked all of the stuff, and then went back to our camp. Then it all went a bit wrong. King Harold, not me, the other one, marched his whole army up to fight us at a little place called Stamford Bridge. 
There I fought hard, and mightily, and mightily hard, gripping my blade in two hands and going berserk. <laughs> Foes fell like wheat, harvested by my mighty blade and mightier prowess. Watch out! I'm berserk! Yes! And then I got shot in the neck with an arrow and died! Completely ruined my day. Well, thank you for that long and bloody tale, Mr. Hardrider. Doesn't really answer my question, though, does it? Should I go on holiday east or go to Norway in the 7th century? Siggy says she's an axe, not trip advisor. And besides, I can't stand here talking with you all day. I've got an arrow in my neck. Good day, gentlemen. But, uh... I said good day! I'm going now to a far better place, across the Rainbow Bridge, to the Hall of the Victorious Dead, to Valhalla, where the brave shall live forever. Oh, that sounds good. C can we go there? <laughs> you wish. Not only do you have to be dead to go to the halls of Valhalla, but you must have died a noble death. Yes, once in Valhalla, we warriors fight all day until we're killed in the fighting, and then we rise from the dead to drink heavy and eat hearty, and then we wake up the following morning with no hangover, and we get to do it all over again. Oh, I do hope I'm expected. You are expected, Harold Sigurdsson. You may proceed across the Rainbow Bridge to your reward. I shall ascend, even though I'm actually a massive Christian. Yes. Didn't really follow the old ways. Christian, yes. Still, off I go to Valhalla. Hooray! Is that Sir Anthony Hopkins? No, he's way too Welsh for Hoppo. Presumably he's just a Viking holiday rep. I am rather more than that, Uncle Bilbo. Uh, Anthony Hopkins knows my name. But how? I know everything about you. And you, Pear Bear. And you, Tombo. Even you, dear Uncle Bob Bob. Can we come on your drinking and murder holiday, please? No, Tombo, you can't. I'm afraid your days of drinking, murder and Eurotrance are way behind you now. Oh. But, seeing as you're doing great Viking journeys, perhaps I could assist you with the tale of my journey. Is it any good? This is the first episode, so it's got to be pretty good. It crosses time, space, and all of reality. So, to answer your question, yes, it is quite good. Did I buy 20 quids worth of time, space, reality from you in 2005? Round the back of the Union? No, that wasn't me. I am Odin, All-Father, Lord of the Aesir, and King of the Nine Realms. Oh my god, it's God. Or a god. Silence! This tale crosses not only distance, but reality itself. So, my journey was this. I had longed for a long time to learn all the secrets of the Nine Realms. That's a lot of realms! And a lot of secrets. I knew that all the realms were supported by Idrisil, the World Tree. A great tree that has three mighty roots. The first of Yggdrasil's roots drinks from the well of Erd in Asgard, the realm of the Aesir, the gods. Like me, Odin, of course. And me. Hi there, I'm Thor. 
God of Thunder, protector of all mankind. Clear off, son. This is my story now. But, dead. I'm a god too, Loki. God of chaos and trickery. Now go on, both of you, nap off. This is my story. Oh. The first route of Yggdrasil is tended by the Norns, three women who control the destiny of all living things, weaving lives into the great tapestry that is existence. Now, I was rather concerned about the Norns, for they are terribly grumpy and always moan at me when I disturb them. Well, they're incredibly busy. I'm not surprised they get annoyed at you when you interrupt them. They're weaving the threads of fate into the tapestry of existence. Oh, come on, it's precise work. That requires immense concentration. All right, you're a bit defensive. I get a point. What are you, the Norns or something? <laughs> Greetings, fair Norns. Silence! What brings you here, Odin? Why dost thou disturb us? I seek knowledge. I would journey to the Well of Fate. There I shall drink deep of its delicious waters and gain all the wisdom that I can guzzle. Silence, foolish god! We weave even your fate and can see that if you journey beyond this point, you will die. What was that? You will die! Oh no, but I really did want to taste of that delicious knowledge. Silence! Stop doing that! Man, you're loud! So loud! Behold, puny god, the threat of your fate! My fate? My fate? Man, I didn't realize I was so great. Well, it's yours. And it shows that you will go no further. Is that so? Well, joink! Alright, get that back! No. If I've got my own thread of fate, then you can't end it, can you? I am a genius. Maybe not, but be warned, Odin, we are the three grey sisters of fate. As the wise Sarah Connell once said, there is no fate but what we make. We have powers. Mad, scary, sick powers. We can make things all ill for you and your kin for all time. Then come and take it, you flipping hags. Yeah. Oh my god, they're coming at me. They're coming yeah. at me fast. Oh my god. Man, my handbags are out. They've got lead weights in their handbags. Ah. Oh my god, they stink of humbugs. This time of day, my god! Oh! Alright, 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 alright. Fine. Have it back. That's what we thought! Yeah. <laughs> now be gone. The Norns were mean and scary. So, I decided to completely ignore all their warnings and climb down the second of Idrisil's roots, which resides in Jotunheim, the realm of the giants. The second route led Odin to a well guarded by a giant named Mimir. Hello, I'm the giant Mimir. In Old Norse, my name means, um... He who remembers. Oh yes, 
he who remembers, or wise one. Upon seeing Mimir at the well, I was shocked, for truly Mimir is ugly to behold. Hey! So gnarled and hideous was his countenance. Hey! I could barely breathe from the utter disgust that I felt just for the state of looking at his face. All right, all right, stop! We're supposed to be telling a story! It's part of the story. But still, you didn't dwell on it quite so much. All right, fine. How did that casting director describe Pear Bear? Interesting looking. That's it. We'll say you're interesting looking instead of ugly. How's that? As it was then. Deeply hurtful. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. Odin arrived at the base of Yggdrasil's second route and found a giant Mimir who was guarding a well. You, interesting-looking giant, allow me to drink from your well. All that root-clambering has given me a powerful thirst. No. What do you mean, no? This water isn't for me to share. It holds the secrets of the universe itself. I am the Allfather and I demand a drink. No chance! This isn't like going to the shops for a panda pup. This well holds the manifold mysteries of untold multiverses. Oh, that just makes me want it more. You shall not sup this day, sir. Then, giants, you leave me no choice. Prepare to die. Bring it! There then ensued an extremely spectacular and outstandingly well choreographed fight sequence between a giant and a god. Odin wielded Gugnir, his spear, used to start wars wheresoever it striketh the earth. But Mimir used his giant shield, blocking the Allfather's attacks at every turn until... <laughs> Victory is mine. <laughs> um, I'm still alive, you know. But what? How? I've completely impaled you on my mighty spear. I cannot be killed. Really? H hang on. What if, what if, what if, I'll try this. We'll see if you die. Ah! 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 I said I cannot be killed, not I cannot be hurt. Please stop it. Right. Uh, it appears that we're... Uh, at some sort of uh, an impasse. You cannot be killed, and I cannot be defeated in battle. You're right. We could be at this a while. Are you absolutely sure that I can't just have a drink from the well? Surely I could offer you something. I, I am king of the gods, after all. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, I know. Give me one of your eyes. What? You're kidding, man. One of my eyes? I, I was thinking like a, a palace or a treasure or some such. Well, that's the price. Give me one of your eyes and you can have a drink. I'll even let you choose which one. <sighs> All right, then. Go on. Oh, lovely. Do you want to uh, borrow a spoon or something? Now? Like, right now? Yep. I first. Then you can quench your thirst. Oh, Nickers. Very well. One eye. Ah! <laughs> oh, right. There you are. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you, uh, do you want a tissue? You've, uh, you're a bit drippy. No, Ta, but I I would like a drink from the well. Oh, fill your boots, mate. Mm, 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 secrety, but I must know more. You see, dear listener, the problem with drinking from the well of secrets is the water within makes you thirsty for yet more knowledge. Odin's curiosity was not satisfied with what he had learned thus far even though it had cost him an eye. And so he ventured further down Yggdrasil's route to the third and deepest. Down and down I climbed, seeing nothing and no one, 
until eventually a little squirrel scampered past me. Until a little squirrel scampered past me. Look, I've paused too dramatically for too long now. One of you is going to have to be the squirrel. Uh, Bagsy not doing it. Bagsy not doing Bagsy it. Not. Oh, fine. <clears throat> oh, hello, I'm a squirrel. Hello there, little squirrel. Tell me, what lies below? Niflheim, the realm of ice. The realm of ice? Where the wicked go when they die. Didn't you know that? <laughs> and they call you the first of the Azir, the wisest god of all. Shut up, Squirrel. Who are you to mock the old father? I am Watatosk. Be careful before you threaten me, Odin One-Eye. I have powerful friends. Well, I don't see any of them around here. <laughs> regret this. Stupid squiddle. Right. Odin journeyed on, ever deeper, until he heard a voice cry. Go back. You must return to the land of the living. This is the land of the dead. And you are not welcome here. Go back. Who? Who said that? Me. Show yourself. What? Turn your head. Oh, there you are. Sorry, I, I, I haven't got an eye on that side of my head anymore, have I? Oh, I'm so incredibly sorry. I don't want to come across as insensitive. No, 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 it's fine. Thank heavens. Now, uh, what, what, what is it you were saying? I was saying, go back. No. Odin refused to turn back, but a chill wind started to blow. Every step he took grew harder and harder. The dead struck at him and tried to drive him back. You foul corpsemen! The dead were fierce indeed, and even eventually I, the Allfather, was forced to turn back. Still, I was determined to learn the secrets of Niflheim. If it was the land of the dead, then I would have to die to learn its secrets. And so Odin took his spear and drove it through himself and then into the trunk of a tree. Oh, oh man, I'll need an emodium after that. For eight days and nights, Odin hung from the tree his spirit deep in the land of the dead. There he learnt the secrets of reading and writing in runes and the workings of magic until... On the ninth day, Odin came back to life. But still, I longed to learn more. I built a great throne on Idrisil's upper branches. From there I can see to the edges of the world, but I wanted to hear as well. And so, from his throne, Odin sends out two ravens every day. They return each night to whisper all the secrets of men into his ears. And that is how I, Odin, became the Allfather, the Lord of Gods and Men. And the Norns were right. You did die. So I did, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, I did. And so I postulate to you that that is the greatest Viking voyage that you will have ever heard.
Yeah, but the other two were true, weren't they? Yours is just a myth. What is wrong with you, Uncle Bilbo? You've just sassed God. A God. Silly history, boys. Tombo, Pepe, Bilbo. For your insolence, cheek and silliness. Dear Uncle Bob-Bob's dodged a bullet here. And you too, Uncle Bob-Bob, you little slug. I hereby banish you. I attempt and discredit your podcast, which is actually a flippy radio show, and I curse you forevermore never to go on holiday from this day forth. I'm confused. Uh, Was the point of this episode to go on holiday, or to find the best Viking voyage? Or... Or or neither? Or all three? Ah, gentlemen, the purpose of this episode was, of course, none of those things. Well, aren't you just the bringer of clarity? Epiphany. Epiphany moment. Oh, my goodness. Extremely insightful. The purpose of this episode was, of course, to show our lovely listeners what their rewards will be from listening to our show. A few facts, a bit of history, and a lot of silly voices. So, if you enjoyed our voyage through Norstam, please join us again for another exciting episode of The Silly History Boys Show! Perhaps from now on we should stick to a single story per show, or even a single story spread over multiple episodes. Agreed. Tune in next time, dear listener, for yet another tale from the hallowed pages of history. Till then, we have been the Silly History Boys, and we are... As you all come to find out over the course of the series... Sorry! Episode 1 to 3, or Viking Cruises... No, not that one. ...was all-inclusively written and performed by the Silly History Boys... The cast, in order of whom gets the first lifeboat, is as follows. Dreary travel agent, Grand Prince Yaroslav the Wise, Holy Roman Emperor Romanus III, Holy Roman Emperor Michael IV, Holy Roman Emperor Michael V, Holy Roman Empress Zoe I, King Magnus of Norway, well, co-king. Byzantine Wallguard, Odin, King of the Gods, and Narration were trampled over on their way to the life raft by me, Rob Fond, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. Harold Hardrada, Alpha Norn, the giant Mimir, and Narration were pre-booked with an excellent discount by Stuart Perry, or Pear Bear to my friends. Leif Erikson. King Canute the Greater, Byzantine Wall Captain, Guardian McGardison, Loki, God of Chaos and Trickery, Beta Norn, Ratatosk the Annoying Squirrel, and Narration were spewed over the port side by Will Tristram, otherwise known as me, Uncle Bilbo. Hi. Olav, King of Norway, Varangian Guardsman, Thor, God of Thunder, Epsilon Norn, the voice of the dead, and Narration were left sad and alone at the ferry port because I slept in by Tom, Tombo Fermor. The intro music was riffed forward by Rob Lord Fastfingers Tristram. Clinks, clanks, boings, courtesy of zapsplat.com. Music courtesy of the swashbuckling Scott Buckley. Swashbuckly more like, am I right? Get on with it! Yes, of course. 
Find Scott online or follow the show notes. And even more music, care of those audio sirens at zapsplat.com. The booing you're now hearing was provided by our friends and well-wishers, who we very much look forward to pitching over the side one day. Join us on Facebook, at Silly History Boys. If you've enjoyed the show, please do rate and review on Apple iTunes. Or your chosen podcast platform. If you don't, we'll cry. I check every day, and now I'm dehydrated and confused from all the eye fluid I've leaked. Chaps, we got our first Australian listener the other day. Observations and saucy portraits, please send to sillyhistoryboyshow at gmail.com. Or you know what? Just tell a friend. Threaten a loved one. Am I right? What is wrong with you? Uh, where are we? Oh, I think I caught myself on the mainmast with my rollocks. I don't know. Uh, I've already improvised this about a hundred thousand times. I think I could think of something funny, haven't I? Skrailingy, Skrailingy. Yes, a Skrailingy. Or Native Americans, as one should say. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google that. Jesus, it is bacon under this duvet. But it's worth it. You were on one today, Uncle Bob, Bill, 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 Unkind! Right, I'm not recording it again, so please, Will, please say that sounds okay. <laughs> oh, God.